We're here at Devonshire Park today. It's the build-up to the first big grass court tournament of the season, and I'm joined by Danny Negus, the head groundsman here. Your background initially is from golf. That's so correct. So you, you kind of cross the divide and come to the dark side, as it were. Yeah. Where did you start out? Um, I started over 20 years ago. It's about 23 years ago. I started at Willingdon Golf Club, which is a local golf club, and I stayed there for 13, nearly 14 years. Um, before I came over to Devonshire Park as a groundsman um, where I've been here now for this will be my 11th year um, now in the, my new position as uh, head groundsman. So this will be your first tournament season as head groundsman? That's yeah. correct. Big challenges coming up for you. Yes. But by no means the first tournament for the venue here because it's been around since was it 1876 something like that? Uh, the actual park itself has been. Um, the first tennis court was marked out here as I understand it, in 1880, and the first event or tournament was played in 1881. So there's quite a good history here. I think this as well was the first park that was electrically lit as well. So there's a lot of history here. Okay, so yeah. um, your new role, Yes. as we say, you're gonna, I think, have some interesting challenges coming up, but you've had 11 years here to, to see the tournaments come and go in a season. It's not all about you know, what I know as the Eastbourne tournament, but I think is known as the international. That's correct. Um, you have plenty else going on here. What, what goes on through the season? The season for us starts late April, or early April, sorry, for the club members. Um, we're an open membership. We also have uh, pay-as-you-play for the public. Then we lead straight into the first event, which is what you see the warm-up in the background for, which is the Aegon Trophy. That then leads into the International, and following that we have the County Championships, the South of England, and the Veterans, both men and women, and the Devonshire Park Open, which is organised and open for all of players across Europe. So a pretty jam-packed season for you, but yes. the focal point and the eyes of the world are on the International. Uh, yeah, the International is the big one. So Moving that's on. where you kind of put your reputation on the line this year for the first time. Thanks. How's that making you feel? Um, now you've said that, <laughs> yeah, concerned. Um, no, it's a challenge that I'm very much looking forward to. As you've already said, I've been here now for 10 years. First year in my new role, new challenges. But that's, that's the buzz, that's the drive. So that's what I've worked very hard to have this opportunity. And I'm looking forward to it, definitely. So the other challenges, you know, some people have described the grass courts here is the best in the world at, at various times. That's a hell of a thing to live up to. And I guess uh, your predecessor and a guy you worked with for quite a while, is it Roy Charman? That's correct. Um, he obviously got the, the, the uh, playing surfaces to that level and that recognition. So you've obviously learned something from it. Are uh, you going to take it to different levels? I hope so, definitely. The motivation is that what you don't ever do is allow for complacency. So it always is being consistently consistent. You have to keep improving and improving. That's your goal, that's your drive, and that's the same for everyone. As for the best courts in the world, I'm sure the All England Club and Queen's would rightly have a, a little chip to say that, no, they're not, we are. Um, but that's healthy. Are you that's smiling healthy. when you say that? So uh, Yeah, it's you, healthy. You, yeah, you believe in what you've got here. So the special nature of the fact that you've got build-up to, to Wimbledon here, a little bit in the shadow, but how does it make you feel that you've got you know, probably, other than Wimbledon, <coughs> the biggest grass court tournament in the world, would you say? At one stage, I think this is the 
biggest non-Grand Slam event in the world. No. Um, the As for being in the shadow, I have to say, to be called the warm-up to the Wimbledon is, is no negative. Wimbledon or the All England Club, that is unarguably the biggest Grand Slam in the world. So if players choose Eastbourne as their venue to get ready for the big championship, good, good. I think it's a positive thing, not as a negative. So you get to work with you know, some of the top players in the world. Do you get much feedback about the, the quality of the playing services you've delivered over the years? Yeah, in fairness, the players are very good. Um, we've been, for most years, a all-ladies event. Yep. And we found them, because of the environment here, it's a very laid-back event. Uh, we're by the coast, which is, encourages a good, good laid-back vibe. The players are open, they're very communicative to you, and if you ask, they've got no problem in talking to you. So it's very good, very good indeed. Okay. Um, we come to International Week. Yep. How many courts are you actually looking after for that in terms of playing courts and practice courts? In total there's 12. There'll be eight match courts and four practice at this site, so there's 12 here, and then we have three practice courts which is at another site in Meads, which is about a mile and a half away from here. Um, so that's it. So full time, full year, how many of you are there that are working here on your team? Full time we have three members of ground staff and that's all year round. Then come around about April time we have two summer hands that come in. We're very lucky because the two that returned this year were from last year which helps continuity and helps at ease. But it is challenging because that's only five of us. Say for a tournament of the stature that you've got and the amount of courts you're looking after it does sound quite a bit of uh, long hours I'm sure. It is, and um, it's not just the courts that we're doing. We also do all the infrastructure. As you see, the canvas being set up, we do all this. We do all the beds and borders that you see around the park, so we look after all of that. We also look after the areas outside of the front of theatres. So, fine turf, there's one and a half hectares here, and then you have all your amenity lawns, your shrubbed areas, etc. So, you know, we were discussing earlier, you know, the breadth of skills that a groundsman has to have now, you yep. don't just have to worry about the turf, you've got to look about, about the other kind of horticulture as well, so you've got even more skills in your portfolio, I guess. As a team, we're very lucky because two of us um, have had a background in golf, and again, because that was a small team with a small budget, that encourages you to learn irrigation skills, mechanic skills, so most of our repairs, whether it be machinery, whether it be irrigation, is done in-house. So I'd like to say as a team, we are, we are well-equipped with a multitude of skills. How good the skills are, is that's not my decision to make, but we've, we've got a good chance. Probably uh, unlike any other world-class tournament in the world or sporting event, uh, you're run and owned by the local authority as a venue. Mm -hmm. um, does that... I mean, you've probably got less budget to play with than some of your compatriots at other big venues? I think that's a fair assumption, um, without knowing everyone's budgets. Uh, it is a fair assumption. As all events, they're, they're non-funded. They're not government funded, so that puts extra pressure for you to generate revenue. Um, but I have to say, all in all, as a local authority, we are very well supported. 
because it's fully understood how important tennis is to the town and how important it is as general for tourism. It's great. I grew up knowing the tournament is the Eastbourne Tennis Tournament, Eastbourne yep. Tennis Week or whatever it was called. It was always Eastbourne. Yes. Um, obviously sponsors now have put their stamp on it and yes. you, you refer to it either as uh, the International or the Aegon. Aegon, that's correct. Yeah. Um, to me it'll always be Eastbourne but then I'm kind of local. Um, yep. Having said that, you're working with a, a defined budget, which mm -hmm. everybody does. Does that yeah. mean you have to be a bit more creative, or maybe sometimes uh, pull on friends and relationships around, you know, the local area? Of course, and uh, we again, we are very lucky. We've because Eastbourne is quite a small place. There's quite a few golf clubs and colleges. We've got a wonderful relationship with Eastbourne College, as we have still with Willingham Golf Club. And we all pull together at times of need, because without that, you wouldn't get anywhere. So, again, we're lucky, and I'd like to think we as an industry are lucky with that one, yes. I'd, I'd certainly hear that from other grounds within other disciplines. So oh, good. You're not alone in that one. Good. Um, if we talk about some of the technicalities, I mean, obviously Eastport, you're on the coast. Yep. Um, does that give you any particular challenges or issues that mean you have to do something a bit different? No, I think the... Again, I think on a positive, we're very lucky because the way that the weather fronts move, which is easterly, because of the peninsula of Beachy Head, it pushes a lot of the negative weather, the rain, northerly. So it goes swings around. So we get less rainfall than you will get four miles, six miles as a crow flies. As far as growing conditions go, we're the sunniest place in the UK. Okay. Um, we're also, because of the coast, it allows for good air movement. So we can at times, we can be anywhere between three to four weeks ahead in terms of growth than other places. It's been good. So you've, you've got a mix of courts here. You've got centre court and uh, court number one that have got stands around them which obviously give you slightly different conditions. And yep. But you've also got much more open courts that we can see behind us here, some of the show courts and practice courts. Yep. Do you treat them any differently in the way that you maintain or, or seed them or prepare them? No, uh, the, the, rightly so. One of the parameters is that all courts should play the same. So that means if you're practicing on court 10, by the time the player goes over to centre court or court 1, rightly so, they need to be able to feel that is this court performing the same. So every court is treated the same, however the attention to detail is increased and centre court is where you start and you take that theory onto everywhere else. So all in all it's the same. So what particularly are you looking for when you're creating the surface for the coming season? What's the start point? When are you starting to start to worry about how the courts are starting to come together? Hopefully I don't worry. Okay. Um, the preparation ultimately starts from the moment the season finishes. So that's renovation. So as soon as you start renovating, you are planning for the next year. We're already planning for next year. Okay. Um, so you're, all in all, you start September, and it's from September through to June for that tournament. So, so what are you doing in September then to renovate? What's the, the key processes? What we normally do is we, we don't have a phrase mower. So we try and create a similar effect through grade and scarifying and we remove 
we remove arguably about 70% of the vegetation and then we start reseeding, top okay. dressing, etc, etc. So Danny, over the 10 or so years you, you've been here and uh, yep. you know, your period in charge, have you favoured one particular seed mix? Has it changed over the years? Well, officially I started my new role in March okay. and uh, one of the first decisions that uh, we made as a team, and rightly so, was to turn to 100% ryegrass, which is what we've done. As, there, as we're embarking on a redevelopment program, we're trialling different seeds. So there is a different seed mix here than there is on our other course. We're right. trialling different things. So the trials are really taking place at Meads, are they? Or are you trialling here as well? We're trialling here okay. and we're trialling at Meads. Different. We're using the Limmergrain um, seed house right. and at Romper or Meads. And here we're using the Barenberg. Okay. The reason being, we previous have been using Barenberg here, so it makes sense to change and carry on. And with Romper, we decided that we want to try the Limmergrain. And the Limmergrain, as the All England Club are using as well. Sure. So it's to try and see how consistency affects. So you mentioned a moment ago that, you know, as a team, you decided that you'd switch to ryegrass or 100% ryegrass. What mm -hmm. was the driver behind that? Basically, the, the game itself has changed and uh, over the years as, as it's changed and as things have increased and improved and improved in the, the realm of tennis as a sport, rightly so, so should the surface. And the days of using fescues within that, they're no longer, they're no longer up to uh, the standard basically, okay. um, which is why the decision has been made for 100% rye and uh, so far it's looking very very good and that's purely well, mainly because of its robustness or is it yes in a nutshell um where it where you have your differences between your your creeping and your tufted grasses obviously ryegrass suits this sport a lot better and that's why we're going for it we mentioned earlier the fact that you're tied in with uh, a local authority the council owns and, and runs a venue do they have a, an impact on how you spend your money or is the budget yours to do as you see fit with? All in all, the answer, simplest answer is yes. Um, we're well supported, there's your budget and as long as you can produce what is needed, you're, you're the, dare I say, you're the expert, go okay. ahead and do it. So you get full um, reign to choose anything that you like in terms of kit, as long as it's within the budget, that you need to do the job. So we, we've seen a, a, a few different bits of kit around here. Yep. Um, I think you're using Jake kit for, is it Eclipse you're using for the close mowing? That's correct. Pedestrian mowers are Jacobson's. The triples that you did see in the background, yep. Toro's, um, there's no, I don't believe and don't agree with being exclusively one, one, one manufacturer as much as I don't with feeds or products. Um, so we find that the Eclipse is far better for us yep. at the moment. As much as we do for triples, Toro is the best at the moment. Over the years then, talking about kit, what do you think has been the best investment that has been made here in terms of a piece of kit? What was a game changer for you? There's a lot of obvious answers. The obvious answers to give you would be the Toro Pro Core. However, I, ha I have to say, from the team's point of view, the best bit of kit they ever got was a software package 
And that was um, a product called Turfkeeper. I don't know yeah. if you've heard of that. I've heard of it, yeah. um, I cannot recommend that to anyone strongly enough that's coming into the industry or looking to move forward in the industry. As long as you put in the work, the information you can extrapolate from it, it sets you at a whole new level. It is the most useful tool, I think, that you'll ever get. Okay. And it's cheap. Well, value. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a better word, yeah. Okay. That's unusual because most guys pick out something like a Procore or, or yeah. a piece of kit. So your take on it, it's actually made the whole team's job easier because you've got clearly defined things coming from that that show you what you should be doing and when, I guess. Yeah, without sounding um, crass, the all bits of kit are pieces of metal yeah. and it's down to your team. I'm very lucky because the team that are here use all the equipment the best they ever can and they do use it well. The software package, the reason I like that, is because that gives everybody a whole new understanding on everything you do, from the costing per square meterage, to telling you what you use, to your rates on nitrogen. Everything that you put in, you can then collate and withdraw. And the times it's helped us as a team, is it's just been, well, second to none. So. That's helping you with the challenges you face on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. um, what is the biggest challenge down here? Firstly, making sure everything's ready for the international that's sold worldwide. That's, that's yeah. the initial uh, challenge. Um, the biggest challenge is going to be always you're producing a living court or a living surface that's to be played on. So with that, your biggest demand will be once you get to the international, once all the infrastructure's gone, you've got two weeks to get it ready for the counties. That's out there on the field, that's the hardest. That's, that's the hardest. Yeah, what we were talking about earlier is some of that impact is the fact that there are temporary stands built on courts that have got to be used for, you know, within two weeks for either practice or for playing matches on. That yep. must be kind of a, a scary process. How do you deal with that? That's a, you have to bury your head in the sand job with that one. Um, as you can see there where the player is playing there, there's a south stand, it's called, that goes up there. There's about one and a half thousand people that sit there. There's 176 pads that go on that area and within two weeks that's got to be a grass court and them 176 pads, normally they're dead. So right. that's that's when you can be reduced <laughs> to tears, yes, yeah, that's, that's the tough. So what do you do when that's all coming out then? When it's coming out, yeah. you don't look. Yeah. You wait till they're gone and then you deal with it. Okay. You don't look. That's so you'll the go simple. to the pub that day, do you? Yeah, definitely. You say you can't be complacent and you've always got to keep thinking about what's next and, and what's developing. How do you keep on top of those changes and developments uh, in the market and, and technology? Well. You see, it's, it's been something that was instilled in me when I was a youngster, not to allow for complacency. So with the likes of the IOG, with the likes of the industry publications such as yourself, there's always information that's being put out. You're always, or as I like to, you should always encourage everybody to look, to read, to learn. You never sit on your laurels because that's when you'll lose out. So with all that you're doing and everyone else is doing, there's no excuses. And then you just pick a nugget of information, trial it, use it, see what happens. 
So Danny, are the trade shows part of that mix for you in terms of keeping on top of things? Yeah, we've always uh, done the trade shows, uh, Saltex. Um, we, don't, we haven't tended to do it annually, it's been okay. bi-annually, um, which we've done up Windsor, um, and this year we attended the one at Birmingham, the NEC. Um, myself and Andy went up to that one. Brilliant. thought it was brilliant. It was quite clear to see that uh, you don't recognise all the faces. Being from the southeast, as you're going up, there's a yeah. lot of faces from manufacturers you don't know. But it's good because you get to introduce yourself. It's another cha small challenge yeah. to say this is who we are. Um, and it's, it, I thought it was, as a show, very professional. We went to the awards afterwards. Yeah. Again, a very, very well-polished show, I thought. And uh, we was very lucky because the group we met up with, we met up with Neil from the All England Club, yeah. and all the tennis guys were together. So it was a very oh, nice. good, it was a very good opportunity because we're a small little niche in the industry. And Eddie so, got recognised as well, didn't he? Yes, which was good. Course. Yes, very good, very good, yes. So, do you feel you learnt anything at Saltex? That would be a, another interesting question. I think, yes, ultimately the simple answer is yes. Um, we went up there with the mindset of looking for equipment to narrow down different ideas for this year. Um, but the main focus for us was to meet other guys within the tennis. And it's by sitting there speaking to, for example, Neil and his assistant, Grant. Yeah. You can sit there and you'll give something, you get something. And uh, it, very good, yeah, very good. Well, this time last year we were sitting with Neil doing our, our focus on tennis up at Wimbledon there. And uh, I've got to say, really nice guy, learnt a lot, and he couldn't have been more welcoming to us. And, uh, you know, I think we find that with most people we talk to. So uh, I think you've certainly, good. if you've got a good relationship with him, then... He's, he's a top guy and I'm sure he'll be helpful. I think it's worth saying that um, Neil, he deserves the accolade you've just given and what is good is that he is very positive for British tennis yeah. and he encourages everybody else to be. He wants to support and I applaud that because we ourselves, we look to support. We look for the same thing so it, it's nice that everyone's trying to sing off that. Forward thinking, I think, is the word. You know, yeah. And, and yeah. positive thinking, all very, yeah. very important. So, you're a few months into your tenure as head groundsman here. Yeah. Um, you've already hinted to me that you know you're not going to sit on your laurels. You're, you're yep. going to move things forward. Um, I believe there's quite a big project coming up, which is going to give you a real chance to stamp a, a real mark on the place fairly quickly. That's Can correct. You tell me a bit more about that. Yeah. From the start of July this year. There's going to be phased, from now, phased until 2020 in its completion. There's going to be, within the coal complex, there's a £40 million redevelopment going on. For us, that's going to be seeing the introduction of a new show court, which will be over there, which will have a ring beam round it with, okay. that allows for a full inflated court cover. The buildings you can see in the background, the two exhibition halls, they're going to be removed and turned into practice courts. So it's an exciting time. The show court is worth mentioning. The show court being built is going to be built to the same spec as the All England Clubs wow, okay. uh, courts or championship courts. So it's a wonderful opportunity to be in, to be involved in and oversee it. Um, and it's going to be a new part of Devonshire Park's evolution and for me personally to be head groundsman of that. That kind of thing doesn't 
you know, come around very often in a groundsman's career, and it doesn't come around very often at a venue like this. I think it's been a number of years since something has happened here that has been a major development. Yeah, it's been 20 years. Uh, 20 years ago, along with the LTA, they invested, I think it was around four and a half million, which saw the introduction of the building here, because prior to that, there was a difference. It was basically wood stadia around, yeah. um, and they bought into and uh, built that, and now we're seeing the next part of the park's evolution. And you get your chance to you know, take part in that, a, a real challenge and a thrill, I'm sure. It's a wonderful personally because you look back and you'll be part of history and as there is such a long line of history here to be part of that I'm personally very proud and I know the team are very proud to be part of it as well. Well we look forward to seeing how that develops and hopefully you know we can get the chance to come back and and see you either during or after that process has happened and, and see what mark you have put on it and, and how it's come together. You are welcome right from the art start right through. It'd be a pleasure to okay. have you. Well, we'll certainly take you up on that, Danny. Um, okay. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure, and we've actually learnt quite a bit as well. So magic. And good luck with the redevelopment. Thank you very much.